welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome. What's up? Nothing. <laughs> How are you? I really legitimately this time haven't seen you in a week. Yeah. Like you usually say that and it's like, Chelsea, I saw you yesterday. But yeah, I have not seen you since like Forever. way before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanks for watching my dogs and chickens. And kitty. It was a traumatic experience. They did not try to kill you. The chickens tried to kill me. Chris was petrified to go get the eggs from him, so I had to. <laughs> <laughs> we came home. We had a big bag of almonds, and we came home, and the bag was <laughs> in pieces on the floor. I'm so and sorry. I owe you a bag of almonds. Pumba ate all of our lightly salted, low sodium sea salted almonds. Jesus Christ. And Chris was freaking out. He was like Googling. Um, he was like, can dogs eat almonds? Can almonds kill dogs? Like all this stuff. We found out that they cannot digest them properly. Well. And so they could kill them. But and he ate, it was a big bag, Chelsea. It was huge. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to come home. Pumba's going to be dead. Chelsea and Adam are never going to be friends with us again. Almond shit everywhere. Almond shit. Whole almonds. <laughs> Nothing but almonds coming out of his ass. And then Dobby would follow him around and be like, mmm, almonds. And eat his shit. Well, good. I don't have to clean it up. <laughs> Luckily, though, there was um, no diarrhea. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are, too. Oh, and... Um, <laughs> you look terrified right now. Well, like, this was bad. My heart's in so, my butt. We were about to leave for the Saturday. Uh -huh. With the day you came back, we were like, all right, we're leaving the house, whatever. But we couldn't find the cat. And we Later. Were, we were like, oh, my God, where's the cat? So, And I was like, Chris, it's a cat. They hide. I right. was like, it's fine. And he was like, no, like I don't feel good about this. So he was searching the house. We were there for like an extra hour. He's so funny. Searching for the fucking cat, right? And... We could hear the bell, and I was like, okay, this is starting to piss me off. Like, where is the cat? He lifts up the couch, and it was in the pouch of the middle section of uh -huh. your couch. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's how the last cat died. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to talk. I'm <laughs> not going to picture whatever. I'm not talking about that on the podcast. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> we have to get him out. And so Chris limping on the couch and I was I would stick my hand in there and the cat would attack me. Because <laughs> it was a game. Yeah. And I yeah. I eventually got him out. But okay. that's not how the other cat died, but <laughs> Nolan Boyd. <laughs> Let's not go there today. Anyways, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> As you break down in tears on the fire. It was great. I love your house. I stayed. Um let's see, when did you leave? Monday? Tuesday. Okay, so I stayed Tuesday night and Wednesday night, and then Chris stayed. No. We, I, I don't know. I stayed two nights, and he stayed two nights. So after my two nights, I was like, peace. <laughs> that was so nice of you guys. We had fun, though. Yeah, it was, we should pay you. No. We ate. We, did you notice that all your pop was, like, Thank gone? Thank you. <laughs> we drank, like, all your pop. No, it was fun. It was nice to be somewhere other than where we are yeah but but we appreciate you did you have a good thanksgiving we did okay yeah. <laughs> we did ours was pretty i mean we went to safeway and got like one of the roasted chickens and Ooh, like yum. we just like shredded it and um had mashed potatoes and gravy and shredded chicken that sounds delicious it was I like to take that chicken and shred it and put it in mac and cheese. Mm, that chicken so is just good. good. I know. And it's so easy, too, because like you just go and then you just rip it all apart. Right. And you don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. So nice. No, it was good. It was it was good. 
it was nice to see family and spend time with my kids' godparents. And it was good. It was all good. Yay. How was the drive? <sighs> it really wasn't bad. Down there took us a little bit longer because the mountain pass monarch, like right before you get into Gunnison, was shit. Covered in snow and ice and we could barely fucking see. Mm-hmm. And I was really mad. I mean, this is not what the weatherman said. It was a little salty that he fucking lied to me. But it was like driving on a popsicle. Oh, um, yes, it was terrible. I had anxiety so bad. I was sitting in the back with Avery because she'd gotten car sick. So I'm sitting back there and like, there's not an oh shit handle back there. So like, I have terrible depth perception. So it looked like Adam was super close to all these other cars. So I'm sitting back there like hyperventilating. And I was like, I just need to listen to my music. But then Avery wanted to listen to and the earphone kept falling out of her ear. And I was like, this is so terrible. But the way back was cake. They you, slept the first like four hours. So you, I just held my pee for. You posted a picture and it, you guys were like wearing your winter clothes and there was snow. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. We went Christmas it was tree hunting. Super nice here. Well, we went Christmas tree hunting. So that was nice. Did you get to cut one down? Um, The kids got a little bit chilly because uh, Gunnison had had this like massive snowstorm in September and it had, like weighed down a bunch of the trees and snapped a bunch of trees. Oh. So we, I mean, we hiked for a few hours and then they had just kind of had it. So. The people we went with stayed behind and they kind of did the man work and woman work. There were lots of lots of girls out there. But we went back to the truck and watched trolls <laughs> while they did the hard stuff. World tour, the first one. World tour. That's a good one. I like that one too. I love trolls, period. Mm. <gasps> okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. So well, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. We did good. too. We just good. hung out here with my best friends. Oh, my doggies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were more excited to see you just now than they were to see me. I know Chris is like, I really want to see him when they come home and see if how excited they get. The dogs? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Ace excited peed all over all of us. Oh my god, did he? Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> I think out of all three of them, he was probably the most difficult. He's an asshole. He's very needy. He's an acehole, is what he is. Oh, <laughs> that just came one. out of my head onto the pod. <laughs> No, but like he either wanted to be outside, so we put him outside, and then he'd be like, "No, bring me back." (laughs) We ain't it out here. Exactly, and that—that's how it was most of the time. But the other two were just like, "I just want to sleep." Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it was nice. Thanks for doing that. Yes, yes, of course, anytime. (laughs) (laughs) So we got some questions. Yeah, we got Um, some good ones actually this time. Let's see. You start. Um, okay. (laughs) So we got one from Davina that said, what is the best advice you have been given regarding mental health? And also the weirdest advice. Oh, yeah. Like our job, like advice about our jobs or like our own mental health. I think it's open to interpretation. She did not. Ah, man. So like, I can say the best advice about mental health I've ever been given is like, you can't save everyone. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's, that's hard. It's hard advice, but it's true. Like you can't fix people. You can't save them. Mm -hmm. But it also is a good reminder, you know, like when you have clients who are having a hard time making those strides, it's a good reminder to me that like, it's not my job to save them. It's my job to empower them to save themselves. So that's the best advice I've ever been given. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to give me a a solid, like two minutes on the weirdest advice. Dude, I don't fucking know my weirdest advice. Well, like, I don't know if this is weird. I mean, it's good advice, but it's just like funny and I hope that he doesn't get in trouble for this <laughs> but like one of my teachers in college he always told us like 
to be a good social worker, you don't always have to follow the rules. It's true. Like, for example, he broke a lot of policies <laughs> when he, um, like, I probably shouldn't be talking about this, whatever. Um, when he was practicing social work, like, um, he was in hospice and there was a patient who like was literally had like a day left. Oh, he yeah. was that close. Um, can I just say really quick, what? No <laughs> narcs allowed on the podcast. <laughs> If you're a narky narc, <laughs> it's okay. No narcs allowed. Okay, continue. Um, he, I mean, this was years and years and years ago, whatever. Um, and he wanted to see, I think it was Bear Buttes. <clears throat> he wanted to see like his favorite lookout one last yeah. time, but the hospital wouldn't let him leave. And so, <laughs> he, oh my God, this is so bad. He, um, he kidnapped him. <laughs> He fucking jailbroke that guy. He's like, he, he, later. He, like, got a hold of the family. He's like, look, I'm going to pull up to the side door, wheel him out, put him in my trunk. Get <laughs> him in. And so yeah, that's what they did. They looked down the hallway and, like, ran him down that's the hallway. Hilarious. Put him in his truck. He took him up to the lookout. And, like, he was a little worried because he was like, God, this guy was, like, breathing. Like, he, he literally, I thought he was going to die in my car. And then I'd, you know, go to jail for kidnapping this person, but all was well. And he passed away like a week later, but like well, that, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think there's like, he wanted to be that positive difference. And I mean, even with the family, I mean, the family wanted him so badly to, mm -hmm. you know, have that wish. And I can tell you now that I'm almost done with my master's that ethics and policies do not always match. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's our job in the mental health field to do what's best for our clients to do what's best for their mental health above all else do no harm. So like if he was actually dying, shame on you. However, yeah. <laughs> he did not die. So no harm, no foul. I, I mean, guess. And, and this guy, I'm not gonna say his name, <laughs> but I mean, um, he is probably one of the best people in the mental health field that I have ever gotten to work with. Like That's awesome. the best, like, I'm not even joking you. I will remember him for the rest of my life, but I know that he would have made that decision. <laughs> like if, obviously, if he knew that he was going to die in his car, he would have been like, I'm not going to take you, dude. But, right. I mean, he evaluated the situation well. And and he had family permission. At a certain point, it's like, fuck your policies. Yeah. I'm going to do what's best for my client. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know if that counts as like weird, but it's like one of my funniest stories, I think. Because he told us that story so many times and I, I laugh so hard every fucking time. I don't know that I've ever been given like legit weird advice. Oh, I have. I have recently. Oh. Actually from Davina. <laughs> she's like, she's testing you. <laughs> this is. And it's the weirdest advice I've ever been given because it contradicts everything I've ever heard about anything. Mm -hmm. When we were doing a practicum session, I went in for like professional development or supervision or whatever you want to call it. And she's like, stop fucking talking. Like you don't have to fill the silence, and that's so weird for me because I hate silence. I know, but silence, that silence, that those like long pauses that you have are so good for you and the client. No, I know, and it's healing and it's powerful. I get it. It gives them a chance to think. I don't like that though. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> and your session is about me, not you. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say. Jokes. I thought you were gonna say. Um, when you got in trouble for being a fixer instead of a listener. Oh, when she told me to turn my case management brain off. Yeah. Yep. Take off your fix at Felix hat. Yeah. I got a lot of really good advice. <laughs> and so that's why I'm taking the whole month of December off so that I can <laughs> reset myself. That was a good question, Davina. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> um, I'll go next. Okay. Good. 
Um, <laughs> let's see. My husband asked three, and we're going to do them all together. Okay. <laughs> the first one is a good one. If you could solve one unsolved mystery in the world, Ooh. what would it be? <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I know. I'm like, oh. I can only pick one. Yeah. Balls. Um, I don't know. John Bonet. I was gonna say that. Sucks to suck. It was, it was the one. brother. It was the brother. And I'm <laughs> telling you this right now. It was the brother. John Bonet. Bonet. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to bed. That's that That's would be the one. one. Like if I could solve that one. Oh. Yeah, that would be Sorry, so. my one. Or the, the Zodiac Killer. Ooh. Or Jack the Ripper. <laughs> you know what? Mine, it's funny that yours is like death. And Where's Amelia so, Earhart? Oh, my Google heard us. <laughs> She's like, I'll tell you where the bitch is. <laughs> that just scared the shit out I of know. me. I know. Like, She's listening to me. <laughs> I would say for me, um, the Malaysian flight. Ooh, well, okay. One. So that one is very, very interesting. But there's another flight. That happened years and years and years ago. I can't remember what the um, aircraft was called, so sorry. But basically, they were they were in the air. They were supposed to land somewhere, never landed. Everyone's like, oh, okay, whatever. And then, like years and years and years later, this plane fucking lands, and they're like, hey, I'm we're sorry. This is this flight. We're here to land, and they're like, you mean this flight that was missing? Goosies. I have goosies. I don't know what it's called. I bet Google knows and she's about to fucking <laughs> pop back in like, by the way, but bitches. I, I think that and the Malaysian, the Malaysian flight. Well, I want to sure. know about this other flight now. I'll have to do some more research and hit you up on the next pod. Fine. But yeah, I mean, I saw it on TikTok, but yeah, that's insane. Super. But like I saw, I don't remember what the show is called, but I saw the a preview for a show like maybe a few years ago and it was these people on a plane they got like really, really bad turbulence, like super bad. And they're like, oh, that was spooky. And then they land and there's like all these families there. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're home. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like I was literally just flew for two hours and now I'm here. And they're like, you've been missing for 25 years. What the balls? Yeah. And I can't remember what that show is called, but I never got to watch it. I just saw the preview. <laughs> God, I hate you today. I missed you so bad. And now I withdraw it all. You're a dick. So, anyways, that was a good question. I love those questions. Um, you're only saying that because it's your husband. Well, the I'm next, the next, the next one was, and how was your trip, Chelsea? We kind of talked about that already. We kind of did. It was good, Chris. Thank you for caring and asking and watching my doggies and kitty and, and being afraid of my chickens <laughs> and the dog. Yeah. Oh, and the duck. Yeah. That was his biggest thing. He was like, "That duck is a dick, dude." <laughs> He thinks you have snacks. Well, no, he was. So one of the chickens was eating and the duck went up to him and he looked at him and he was like. <laughs> <laughs> Establishing his dominance. Him. Those chickens were dick holes to my duck when it began. Well, the duck is a dick. <laughs> Rightly so. I changed his water today, though, and he was doing a lot of really cute ducky things Aww. in there. And like, like, rah, 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 rah. like, he was so excited. Um, and Chris's third question was, who is your CEO? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. We're actually open for applications right now if anyone's yeah. interested in applying. Um, hit us up on Instagram at mental health sucks. Or you can send us an email, mental health sucks. 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 At gmail.com.
yeah. So there's that. Um, what other questions do you have? I think that was it. Didn't you say um, you had a, you had one like really good one. So my sister-in-law sent two. Okay. One of them says, how do you help someone who you know is suffering from a mental illness? How do you approach them about seeking help? And what if they deny that there is anything wrong? Well, okay. So first things first, if they don't want help, you cannot help them. There's nothing that you was, can do. I mean, that was the advice that you just gave. You can't save everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're denying that there's anything <laughs> wrong, you can preach until you're blue in the face, but they're not going to get anything out of seeking help until they're ready to receive that help. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's the hardest part. If they kind of, maybe they're, they don't know that they're struggling. You can just be there and support them. Say, Hey, I'm noticing, you know, A, B and C, I'm noticing these things about you. Like today when you came in, I'm like, you look like, you look like you're not feeling good. <laughs> and you're like, I'm fine. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure yeah. you're fine? And that's, that would be another thing that I've learned too. Is like when someone's like, I'm fine. You're like, okay. If you say, okay, bye. And run away. Like that's such a surface conversation. And it shows like, I asked you how you were, but I really don't give a shit and I'm too busy. I want to pretend to care. Yeah. But yeah. when someone's like, I'm fine. I'd be like, really? That, that fine sounded a little weird to me. Like, are you sure you're okay? Mm -hmm. There's, if there's anything you want to talk about, you know, I'm here for you. Yeah. And kind of leaving that door open to them because if they don't want the help. Yeah. Boo. Bummer. Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> Um, Lindsay's other question was, would you rather lose your sense of taste or feeling of having sex? And I have an answer locked in for this. Are you ready? Yes. Taste. I would hope so. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I really like food though. So it's like, Ooh, why would I eat a Big Mac if I can't taste it? What stops me from eating a Big Mac versus a fucking salad, which I hate. I would be, listen here, I would be skinny and I would remain a sex animal. So meow. that's my answer. Locking it in. Skinny I'm, sex maniac. Skinny sex maniac. <laughs> Chris would be so excited. <laughs> no, he likes me thick. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> so I could just scrape all your taste buds off and you'd be cool. <gasps> I don't know. Is that all it takes? No. No, just take like a paint and go. I don't know. Ask Rona. She's got it all figured out. Oh my God. Don't try to get the Rona's. <laughs> what, what is your answer? Taste. Okay. I mean, I really like food, but I also really have a long history of struggling with food. So I could give a shit less like, <laughs> but you take away what I feel when I have sex and I'm just going to be a sad, sad, sad little sack of potatoes <laughs> that I'd always be able to taste when I ate. Yeah. No, you can have my taste. I don't want it. I just said I would choose. That's, I didn't mean you. Oh. It's like you as in the general population <laughs> or whoever's you taking my taste. Take it away. <laughs> you can have it. It's terrible. This haunted me my whole life. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, those were our questions. That was it? Yeah. Those were good ones, guys. Those were good ones. I enjoyed that. I really like that, that question. The question sesh. I like the would you rather. Mm -hmm. So if you have any would you rathers, those are my favorite, even if they're like dirty or like grody. Dick fingers. Have you heard that one? What the fuck is a dick finger? <laughs> would you rather have penises on your fingers or yes. vaginas on your ears? Penises on my fucking fingers. You wouldn't rather have vagina ears? No, because I could walk around and poke people with my penis in their vagina ears. Yeah, you can. You can. I um... could literally like play the piano with my dick. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> Dicks. Multiple, Multiple dicks. Penis fingers. 
I don't know. I don't want vagina ears. But like, here's the thing. You would have to be turned on all the time or else your fingers are all floppy. <laughs> like flaccid fingers? <laughs> you would have to like live on Viagra. <laughs> That's fine. Well, they would be stroking each other. So maybe that would be enough to stimulate I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. You want vagina ears, so that's weird, too. I would say vagina ears for sure. Yeah. Why? Floppy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do I have to explain it to <laughs> This is going to get really vulgar. Really quick, stinky ears. Let's just move on. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you see me with strings <laughs> hanging out of my ears, <gasps> don't say anything. I will always. They're my earplugs. Okay. Giant Q-tips. All right. <gasps> okay. I'm ready. What are we talking about today? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. And if you want any proof of how my life is. Oh my God. <laughs> what is that? I think it's ketchup. I wrote all my notes down and I made the mistake of leaving my notes on the table. And one of my children made a corn dog painting, oh my. but they won't tell me which one. I don't think I have imposter syndrome because this, I did not rewrite these. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like, there's got to be a good That's joke disgusting. here. That's disgusting. Yeah, I was like, there's got to be a good joke here. I did, but I can't. It's not. Wowza. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, imposter syndrome is also known as fraud syndrome. Um, it's a psychological pattern where an individual doubts their skills, talents, accomplishments, um, and they have a fear of being exposed as a fraud. Did you read this off of Wikipedia? No. I did. Oh. But it says the same thing. I got mine off of like med.com or whatever. You know, the med, med, you know, medline. I don't fucking know what it's called. <laughs> You're better than me. I just went to Wikipedia. I said, help me, oh, wiki lord. And here we are. Okay. All I really wrote differently was like massive self-doubt. Yeah. It is like, Yeah that i'm the biggest noodle out there like you know like impasta oh my god emma you big noodle get your shit together i'm gonna call you a noodle forever that's me i i have imposter syndrome you, bad i'm gonna get you a shirt with a noodle on it <laughs> a flaccid noodle <laughs> to go with your dick thing <laughs> so signs of imposter syndrome <clears throat> Include a lack of confidence, feeling inadequate, um, constantly mm. comparing yourself to others, anxiety, hey, <laughs> self-doubt, <laughs> distrust in yourself, negative self-talk, dwelling in the past, taking extra time to make sure that everything is perfect, which you have ketchup all over your paper. So, so my per it did, my perfectionistic side though is like screaming. It took everything in me to say fuck it and not rewrite these notes. <laughs> But then I thought it'd be funny, and here we are. <laughs> I read something kind of interesting. Um, I got to lift up my ketchup flap. Oh, my God. Your ketchup flap. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Um, so something interesting that I found, and I don't know if this was on Wikipedia or another one of the dozen websites that I randomly clicked on. Yeah. Um, but that individuals who struggle with imposter syndrome may see themselves as less depressed or anxious or having less psychiatric symptoms than their peers. And so they won't seek psychiatric help <gasps> because they feel like they're less depressed than anyone else or their depression is not good enough to warrant help. Yeah, your imposter wild? syndrome cannot just be work or school. It's yeah. like, I'm not depressed enough. Right. 
I, I'm going to go to therapy and I'm not going to get anything out of it because yeah. I don't have any issues. Here's another good one. I'm not skinny enough to have an eating disorder. <gasps> Ooh, that is a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, that was something I found. I was like, oh my God, how many people do you think are out there that aren't seeking psychiatric help or therapy, therapy or anything? They don't think like they're that. bad enough because they don't think it, they deserve it. Oh my gosh. They feel like their anxiety is a, is fraudulent. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, I know I struggle with imposter syndrome pretty damn bad. Um, and right now I'm just about to sound like a total douche. Like, hey, listen how good I am. But <laughs> seriously, listen. I was like the top of my social work class. Not mm -hmm. to like fucking brag. But like me and like one of my best friends were at the very top. <laughs> I said it. Um, well, don't downplay it. Well, don't say see, it. See, that's my like, problem. <laughs> okay. Therapize you right now. So there's that. Um, I got outstanding social work student of the year. I was voted a class leader. I was on the deans and the presidents list my whole entire college career. All of that shit. Um, I think I had a killer interview when I got my job that I have now. Um I also had an interview at like the Scottsbluff hospital, which is like mm. really, really hard. Like the BHU. Yeah. <gasps> Cause they have like seven people there who interview. It's like a, an interrogation. Like, oh my God. And I fucking killed that. Like killed it, killed it, killed it. Offered me a job. I turned it down because of COVID and I was scared of like this uncertainty. Anyway. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, so like I have all of these awesome accomplishments, but I sit at work and I'm like, God, I fucking suck. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. I am not qualified to be telling people how to feel like just like all this shit. So that's how I struggle and work. Um, and then going to my grad school, I mean, again, I did awesome in my undergrad. I had all these accomplishments. Um, getting into my grad school was kind of tough. I mean, the essays were really hard. There was like a case study. There was this huge, huge entrance essay, like all this stuff. And I got in. Um, and I had my first call it my first grad school paper in the summer. <clears throat> and I have like this group of friends and they're all like super smart, like fucking angels. Like I love them so much. And we all got our grades back and I got the highest grade in the group. And mm -hmm. like, they're really like, these girls are <clears throat> fucking geniuses. And I, like, I, like I just did earlier, like I downplayed it. Yeah. Like I made excuses for my success. I was like, well, this person, she hasn't been in school in five years. She has, she hasn't written a paper in forever. This person, her teacher is different than mine. And I've heard really bad things about this teacher that they're a really hard grader. This person, you know, I was just like making excuses for why I had a good grade. And that's shitty for you to do to yourself. Like, right. fuck you, you big noodle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a big noodle. I don't know. And then like my personal mm -hmm. life. Like just the other night, I'm so glad Chris doesn't go through my phone because um, like the first like top five things in my Google history is like how to be a better wife. Oh, <laughs> it's really sad. But like, I, I, I like fucking killed it as a girlfriend. Like I would oh, get yeah. him like random. Yeah, like I was like the cutest ever. And now I'm like, man, I fucking suck. Why would he propose to me? <laughs> Do you want to what? How to flex your thigh muscle. <laughs> Do you not know how to flex your thigh? I guess not. How to make mashed potatoes in the instant pot. Well, that's a good one. How to save my chicken after a dog bite. <laughs> oh, rip. And how to train your dragon. 
Well, that's funny. I'm so cool. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that was that's hilarious. I'm sorry, I needed no, to know. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and he tells me every day how much he loves me and how awesome I am. But then I'm like, I'm just not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not a good wife, even though I have all of these things that say otherwise. Yeah. So that's hard. Yeah, it is. What do you got? Um, the five types. Mm. I also have the five types. Did you do that? The, perf- the perfectionist. And then I wrote a little thing. I was like, oh, shit, I might have this. Because <laughs> I am like, I'm very much a perfectionist. Aside from ketchup jokes aside. <laughs> truthfully, I am very meticulous and very just in order. And that that was a you big. You are. That was a big fuel for my eating disorder. Yeah. Was being perfect and not feeling like I was perfect. Mm-hmm. And that my body wasn't perfect and that my mind wasn't perfect. And so that's a big thing that I struggle with is that I have to be perfect at everything and anything less than perfect is not acceptable. Yeah. So yeah. Oh shit. I might have this. <laughs> <laughs> the superwoman or Superman, mm-hmm. um, the natural genius, the soloist and the expert. I hope you looked them up because I didn't, I just said those are the five <laughs> types. Um, the superhuman I have people. Wait, stop. Type. Oh, pause. Hold oh. on. And go. <laughs> We ran out of time. Um, for, okay. Well, for perfectionists, I have, they set excessively high goals. And then when they fail, their self-doubt just fucking crashes because yeah. obviously you're not going to reach that. Super hey, <laughs> it's me. It's me. I got a 98 um, on my final paper and get it. Well, it wasn't good enough. No, seriously. I went on. I'm like, where the fuck did I miss a point? Mm-hmm. Like I am that annoying student that emails my professor and is like, how come I got a three out of four on that forum post? <laughs> Like it anyway, carry on. That's me. <laughs> um, for the superhuman, I have people push themselves to be better than the next guy. So they're comparing themselves constantly to colleagues. Got it. Um natural genius. Genius. Natural genius. Yeah. You want to do the next one? <laughs> oh, I didn't look them up. Oh, you just did the first two. <clears throat> I didn't no, I said the natural genius, but I don't know what it is. Okay. So the natural genius. <laughs> I was like, look at me. I got the five types. They believe the need to be naturally good is necessary to have. Oh. Um, if they take um, a long time to master something. Then they, they suck ass. They feel really shameful. Got it. Okay. Um, there's the soloist. And they cannot ask for help. Um, That's me too. It, it might bring out their phoniness. Like you're a big phony. Because you're asking for help. Phony baloney. Yeah. Um, and the last one is the expert. They base their confidence on what <clears throat> and how much they know, believing they will never know enough, and they have a fear of being exposed as inexperienced. Ooh. That would be the hardest part for me is that constant fear of being exposed. Like, I'm not really all these things that you think I am. Yeah. And that's that perfectionist in me that's like, I need you to fully believe that I am all these things because I've worked so hard to become these things. Yeah. Like that's the hardest part for me to wrap my head around with the imposter syndrome. Cause honestly, like you've brought this up a couple of times and I just now Googled it and I was like, the fuck is this? Oh really? Yeah. Cause all of my studies have been DSM focused okay. and imposter syndrome is not a diagnosable disorder. Yeah. Um, however, it exacerbates all other disorders. That's so fun. Cause like I've brought it up a million times and you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you kind of like brush it off. I'm like, does she not want to do it? Maybe I'm an imposter. You know what? And I'm so mad that I talked about among us. (laughs) 
And like the first, what was that? The first episode? It was like the first or second. Like I'm you were- so mad I didn't save that for this episode. Well, too bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that I taught you something. You did. Yeah. It was actually really interesting. Um, did you read about... All I have left in my, oh shit, I might have, (laughs) I told you. All I have left in my notes are our quotes and then how to overcome it. Oh, okay. So let's talk about the imposter cycle for a sec. Ooh, tell me. Did you not find this? Mm Mm-mm. I, so I have an issue. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm not wearing a bra and my (laughs) boobs are really sweaty. (laughs) So I have have to lift them up and wear this is a whole new level of exposing yourself, Emily. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So the imposter cycle. The first is that you have to be exposed to some sort of achievement-related tasks. So whether it's a school assignment or a driver's test, um, anything that's achievement-related. So that's step one. Step one. Okay. Which is followed by feelings of self-doubt, self-doubt and anxiety, which immediately follows that achievement task. So it's not like you waited six months to do something that you knew about mm-hmm. and then you're like oh shit i have a day to turn it in it's very different it's that immediate like oh my god like i have to do this thing to achieve because of whatever your type is yeah or i will be exposed as an imposter step three is you have two possible reaction you're either going to over prepare and you're going to start working on it immediately and you're going to cause so much stress and anxiety because you feel like if you aren't overly prepared then you'll be seen as a fraud or you procrastinate because the fear of being seen as a fraud is so overwhelming that you cannot start. And then even if you receive any sort of achievement, the next step after that is you doubt that achievement. You don't feel like you deserve that level of achievement. Kind of like you were saying, you make a million excuses as to why you shouldn't have done as well as you did. Yeah. Um, And then the fifth one is just reinforcement of behavior. So like whatever your behavior was, it's reinforced in some way. And then the cycle starts all over. Yeah. And Nearly 70% of people will experience this at least once in their lifetime. I believe it. I'm surprised it's not higher. Well, it, that's just what's been reported. Oh. You have to remember data is always. No one asked me. Well, <laughs> 70.01%. And then I wrote, hear that? You're normal. <clears throat> yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not alone. And I actually found that Maya Angelou. Struggled with imposter syndrome. Every time she released a new book, she was terrified that people were going to think she was a fraud. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And she's a queen. Yeah. She was terrified every time she released new work. Wow. That it wasn't going to be seen as good enough or that it wasn't worthy of the praise that she got. Wow. Yeah. I also have connecting factors. Did you do anything on that? Mm Mm-mm. Fine. Make me talk. You look like you have a good list there, though. I do. Underneath the ketchup. Connecting factors. Family expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, overprotective guardians, <laughs> graduate level coursework. Hey, oh, <laughs> hey, oh, in parentheses, <laughs> yeah. racial identities. Oh, yeah. Um, if you already have anxiety, attribution style, oopsie, attribution style. <laughs> I wrote Google this. <laughs> you just exposed yourself. <laughs> and I did not Google this. Yikes. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Attribution style? No, I will, though. You keep reading and I'll okay. look it up. Um, already having depression, low trait self-esteem, perfectionism, and excessive self-monitoring. Yep, that was it. So tell me how those can connect to it. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, I don't know. What's uh, Someone listening might be like, Okay, but how does 
my um, excessive self-monitoring affect my imposter syndrome? You know what I mean? Like, how are they connected? Well, it said connecting factors, but I think it's more like contributing factors. <clears throat> so, like, because you're excessively self-monitoring, you're excessively doing that because of fear of being exposed. Like, you're more likely to feel like a fraud or to feel like you're exposing something if you struggle with these things. Okay. Um, attribution style. Your attribution mm -hmm. style is the way you explain a negative event to yourself. Oh. It's the way that you think about why a bad thing has happened to you. Which is... That would be interesting to even look into itself. I'll leave the Google this then. So I know to really Google it later. Oh, okay. I'll write it on a cactus. Oh, our little cactus. Yeah. Um, um, I watched a video. That's how great I was. I watched a YouTube video on this. Okay. Um, and it was the six signs of having imposter syndrome. Okay. From psych to go. Um, you don't think you deserve your success. Mm -hmm. Number two. You're either a perfectionist or you procrastinate. Yikes. <laughs> like you're one extreme or the other. Um, it's like me and you, right? You're one, I'm the other. That's right. Yin and yang. Oh, we're perfect for each There's other. Soulmate. <laughs> um, the next one is you have a fear of being exposed as a fake. You fear failure. You have a need to be the best. And you're constantly comparing your success to others. Yeah. So those are some signs. And I actually found a test and I thought it would be really funny Oh, my God. Did you take the test? No, I was going to make you do it on the podcast. I was thinking about names. You stole my idea. Is that what you were going to say? Well, probably because I was calling myself a okay, noodle. Shh, noodle brains. <laughs> um, I, what was I just saying? <laughs> That's a serious question. Um, I don't know. Cool. So... so <laughs> We're going to listen back to this and be like, delete it. Did, did not finish my thought. Um, if you can finish my thought, please email me. <laughs> us. Hit us up. Um, how to overcome it. Um, I have a few things. Um, recognizing that success is subjective. I know it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. But do it. <laughs> Jesus. Setting boundaries. Or Emily will eat you. Mm -hmm. Setting boundaries. I can't taste anything. So. <laughs> Setting boundaries. Taking ownership. Consistent self-care check-ins. Love, which is love, 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 love. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Take care of yourself. And then the last thing I have is talk to somebody. Well, and oh, Jesus. Sorry. I also have a picture that um, I'll put on the gram. I completely forgot I had it in here. Um, it kind of explains what imposter syndrome looks like. So Ooh, cool. Um, there's a huge circle. And then in that circle, it says what I think other people know. I everyone, like I think everyone knows this much. And then there's a smaller circle in that circle that says what I know. And so you're basically downplaying yourself. Right. And then right next to that, it's just a bunch of small circles that says what other people know, what other people know, what other people know, what I know. And that's the same size. Ah, interesting. So that's my, that's my drawing, my picture. <laughs> it's very pretty. <laughs> what do you have for treatment? Um, therapy. Yep. You know, um, therapy is always kind of my go-to just because there's, you don't have to have a diagnosable mental health disorder to go to therapy. Yeah. Like you can go to therapy for any issue you're having in your life. Um, positive self-talk. So kind of reframing and retraining your brain and retraining that thought pattern to go from negative thought patterns to positive thought patterns. So ants. 
but ants. Oh yeah, you told me about that last week. Automatic negative thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call it cognitive restructuring or cognitive reframing. It just, mm-hmm. I think it just depends on like the theory yeah. you look behind. But it's all the same thing. So one way that you can do this is like for every negative thought you have about yourself, write down two positive thoughts. Oh, okay. And you're legitimately like rewiring and retraining your brain. Mm-hmm. And if you do it long enough, your brain will automatically go to that negative thought. Um, <clears throat> coping tools, self-care. Yes. Um, setting a schedule for yourself. Whether you're a perfectionist or a procrastinator, kind of setting a schedule and sticking to your schedule and prioritizing things. That way you're getting things done in a timely manner, but you're not overwhelming yourself with work or you're not underwhelming yourself. Mm -hmm. And thought reframing. That was it. Those are good things. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, um, Well, this episode was fun. I liked this I, one. It was funny. And then um, it was also had good information in it. Because I guess I thought everyone knew what imposter syndrome was. No. Um, like, I kind of thought when you were talking about it, I'm like, oh, being a fake. Like, being basically. A fake, being a fake phony phony. But then you're like, I have fear this. fear of being fake. Yeah. yeah. No, you're like, I have this. I'm like, but you're not fake, though. <laughs> like, so I really struggled with that. But I didn't Google it because I didn't want to, like, truthfully, I'm lazy. Like, <laughs> I was going to come up with an excuse, but... I just didn't want to Google it, so I didn't. I knew we were going to do an episode on it, and I was like, fuck it, I'll get to it eventually. Well, now you know, and now our viewers know. Some of them. If you feel like you're struggling with this, talk about it. Reach out to us at Instagram, um, at Mental Health Sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. At our email, mentalhealthsucks at gmail.com. Or put it on the Facebook page. At Mental Health Sucks, S-U-C-C-S. I don't know. That one's a little public for me, though. I don't know that I'd want to be like, I'm an imposter on the on a Facebook wall. Like, I suppose myself. <laughs> that makes me nervous. It kind of makes me nervous, too, I guess. But, yeah. Anyway, do those things. Yeah. Um, I have two quotes. I'm glad you did that because when you texted me, you're like, I'm on my way. I was like, fuck balls. I didn't even think about quotes. Yeah. As I was like hand knitting. Oh, I can't say it out loud. Shh. Stop. <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, one is from Rob Liano and it says self-respect, self-worth, and self-love all start with self. Stop looking outside of yourself for your value. Amen. Robbie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't know you guys were friends. We are now. Um, the second one is from Luis L. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey. And it says you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked try approving of yourself and see what happens okay i'll try (laughs) i'll try i can't promise anything though do you know what i've been doing what have you been doing so since i read that book of poetry i have started writing poetry again and i haven't done that hey you're welcome thank you (laughs) i haven't written anything i used to write a lot of music and i wrote a lot of poetry all throughout college um, God, but probably like in the last five or six years, I haven't written anything because I have a million excuses and I don't want to be seen as a fraud, <laughs> but I did. I started writing poetry again. Mm. So there's that. I love that. There's that. Maybe you can publish a book. Oh, I already did that. Well, a different one, okay. a poetry book. Okay. There's not poetry in your book. Is there? Uh, I don't remember. You don't remember what you put in your published book? <laughs> it's a long time ago. I know I use like blog posts of when I was like in the deep depths of my eating disorder. Like I use some of those blog posts, but I don't remember if any of it was poetry. 
Anyway, <laughs> it's for a different episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm good to go. Make sure you water Bye. yourself and... Let me finish. Sorry. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Self-care. Self-care. Bye. Bye.